Straw Hut Media. Perez Hilton is an enigma. Many of us have loved to hate him since he first started blogging in late 2004. Some people blamed him for kicking off an era of toxic celebrity gossip and cyberbullying. Fergie even wrote a hate song for him in 2006, Pedestal. Some of the lyrics go, You think I don't see you on the internet. I read it. Don't think I won't forget. There are so many ugly moments in Perez Hilton's earlier career when he was saying, doing, and publishing very, very problematic things for the sake of clicks. He posted a lot of things that simply wouldn't fly today. The world is a slightly better place now that fat shaming, outing actors, and other awful Perez practices are out of vogue. I think it's important to say going into this interview that there's no getting around it. Perez Hilton was a bully in the most awful way. But weirdly enough, when I spoke to Perez this week, I didn't meet that person. The Perez I spent time talking to is a hardworking family man raising three kids on his own and taking care of his mom. The Perez I met was self-reflective and penitent, but still fierce. Love him or hate him, he's here today. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. Hello? Hello. Hello. Perez is a very busy guy. You'll hear all about it a little later when he talks about his daily routine. So even though he lives in LA, we decided to do our interview over the phone to save him the commute. Perez would record his audio on his side, then we'd put the two together and it would sound perfect and seamless. Obviously, I'm telling you this now because that's not what happened. Okay, let me just do a test here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. We gave it a lot of effort. Okay. Let me try this again. No. Hello, 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 hello. But in the end, we just had to make do with what we had. Hold on. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. Amazing. Okay, great. All right. That took a minute. (laughs) Hello, I am Perez Hilton. Outside of being Perez Hilton, I am a perpetually tired father of three and son of a very big personality Latina who lives with me. (laughs) Perez has three kids now. One son, Mario, and two daughters, Mia Alma and Maite Amor. But before we get into Perez the Loving Father, let's spend a little more time with the Perez Hilton we already know. I think I was always Perez Hilton, even before that name existed. What was that? the catalyst? What made you become... It's almost like Batman, really. <laughs> yeah. No, the catalyst was starting my then blog, which I now call a website, and just a variety of different factors pushed me to having uh, an alter ego. And I just instantly loved that name because it kind of gave you a sense of what I was all about when you heard it for the first time, like Perez and Hilton. There's just something off about it. 
A lot of younger people may not be as familiar with Perez Hilton as those of us who watched so much of the drama unfold in real time, but through all of his blogging about famous people, he actually became pretty famous himself. I don't even like using that word famous because that word is fickle. As somebody who's been working in various entertainment industries now for 15 years, I've seen firsthand fame can come and fame can go. What matters is that you do things. And I still do a lot of things, both because of joy. I love what I do. And also because of necessity. You know, I'm very honest. I've got three kids and my mom that I also support. I don't have a few money in the bank in order to cover all of those expenses for the rest of my life. So I have to work. Um, you would think maybe, you know, as you get older, you might have the luxury of working less. Uh, not me. I still work just as hard as I have ever had. Um, but I still love what I do. So I, I consider myself really blessed. You can go from zero to a hundred online or on social media. But while you may be able to luck your way into success, the only way to sustain it is through working hard. You know, a lot of the people that I was writing about when I first started, I don't talk about them anymore. But I don't know, I would say there were a few milestones that were meaningful for me. In March of 2005, only about five months into his blogging career, Perez was invited to appear on television. And I was on a TV show that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> it's called, it was called The Insider. On The Insider, they did a segment called Hollywood's Most Hated Websites. The producers asked Perez how he would feel not only being included in the list, but being named number one. And I said, well, I don't think I'm the most hated, but if you're going to put me on your show and make me number one, I'd rather be number one than number two. So let's do it. So for the longest time, I used that branding on my website. The logo said underneath my website, PerezHilton.com, Hollywood's most hated website. Traffic kept increasing. And then a few months after that, the site actually crashed when PerezHilton.com became the first media outlet to share photos of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie as a couple. I think what, what really helped me from the very beginning achieve success was the fact that while I was this new media personality, the traditional media was giving me a lot of coverage. And that's not often the case with a YouTuber or an Instagrammer or now a TikToker. <laughs> Things keep changing and evolving. And you and I have to keep changing and evolving. That's why, like you, I've got my own podcast. That's why this year I joined TikTok. I'm that old, I'm the grandpa. Actually, there's a name for it. The kids call old people on TikTok boomers. Okay, boomer, that's the, the phrase. I'm like, I may be a boomer, but I'm still fierce, okay? On top of his podcast, Perez has two YouTube channels. His Perez Hilton channel covers the pop culture and gossip, and his other channel, Perez Hilton and Family, is where he posts personal videos about his kids. He creates content every single day, and he's a single father of three, which made me curious. What does a day in the life of Perez Hilton look like? I guess we could call it the not-so-simple life. 
and I'm, I'm really focusing on my health as well. So a typical day begins at 5.15 a.m. When I wake up to go to the gym, I'll usually take a 6 a.m. class, a group fitness class. As the world knows, for the longest time, from basically my whole life, I've struggled with my weight, and I was very publicly very unhealthy for a long time. I don't even like to use the, that's how I phrase it. You know, I was very unhealthy and now I'm really focusing on my health. After the gym, he heads home. I'll take a shower. I'll take my kids to school. Then he goes back home and gets to work. Start uploading videos, creating content, seeing what's happening. Then in the afternoons, that's kind of when I usually do other things. Like I'm a guest on a lot of podcasts, like what we're doing now, or I'll go and I'll film something like I recently did a talking head thing for uh, a show about the (laughs) seventies or I did one that's airing this weekend for channel five in the UK about Britney Spears. Do you still write a lot of the content that ends up on the website? I'll write some of it. I don't write all of it, of course, because we are posting so many articles every day, but I'm the one there saying, let's write about this. Why did we do this? Why did we not do this? We got to get this up quicker. Um, so yeah, no, I have a staff. I, I never make a secret of that. But also like the website has its own social media accounts and I have my own social media accounts. And if you follow me on my personal accounts, you'll see how much I'm posting as well. So it's it's exhausting. Like honestly, I love what I do. I love creating. I don't love all the the steps that come along with it. Like I love making videos. I love writing. I love sharing things with people, but I don't love that then, oh, I've got to upload it onto Twitter, the video. I've got to upload it onto Instagram story. I've got a podcast clip. I've got to promote it everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I have to do all of that myself because my website staff's already so busy doing the website stuff like anything else is on me like i work so hard i'm averaging these days about four and a half hours of sleep if i'm lucky which i know is unhealthy but anxiety and fear sometimes not not sometimes often usually daily get the best of me and it tells me they got to keep pushing and i got to keep working hard because I'm money obsessed in a way that I never used to be after having children, you know, and I didn't have kids. Oh, I don't care. Like, oh, this, that, whatever. Now it's like, how can I make more, spend less? Like I am that person, especially because I'm doing it by myself. I don't have a partner to help financially, emotionally, time-wise. My mom is a big help, but I make sure to to let her know. And she knows, and, and it's, it's a clear delineation. She's the grandmother. She's not my children's mother. So I don't ever expect of her to do anything. She helps and that's always great, but it's always like on a volunteer basis. It's never like I'm forcing you to do this, not ever I need you to do this. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, life is like, it's like a roller coaster, man. <laughs> when we come back, the best part about being Perez Hilton, the Perez Hilton porn stash, and the top 37 or so reasons that the queer community is not his biggest fan. When I asked Perez what the absolute best moment in his life so far has been, I have to say I was a little surprised by the answer. He didn't mention any moment of fame or attention or a big paycheck. 
Instead, he said his highest high was when he got to the point in his career that he could employ his family. And that happened a long time ago now. It was, I think, 2007. I got to a point then, after three years of doing it all by myself, that I said, you know, I need help. So my mom was struggling because my dad passed away a long time ago. And she she was in many ways like a ship, a ship adrift at sea after he died. Um, so I was able to help my mom financially and also help my sister who both work for me now. And I'd say that was the best thing because I can trust them both implicitly. And also it made my family even closer. Like they, they live in Los Angeles now instead of having remained in Miami and, you know, coming from a Latino family, family is so important. And for me, family is everything really. You know, that's why I decided that I wanted to have my own family and create that for myself. When his mom first came to Los Angeles, Perez set everybody up with apartments in a building where he knew he could find more than one unit. It's, it's, it's this place that a lot that people are always moving into. It was called the Villas. And it's by the same people that own the Palazzo. Like there's just a lot of vacancies there. So we, we all moved there and we lived there for a couple of years. After that, Perez bought his first house and rented his mom an apartment across the street to keep her close. Even when he moved to New York for three years, he took his mom with him and found her an apartment in his building. And then when I moved back to Los Angeles, it just felt, since I already had my son by that point, it just felt right to me to get her, to get us a place where I could have a guest house and she could live in the guest house. Family is the most important thing in Perez's life, hands down. It's number one in the eight pillars of the Hilton family. Which, by the way, is not technically the Hilton family. Perez Hilton's real name is Mario Lavandera. So technically, they're the eight pillars of the Lavandera family, but that sounds weird. And actually, before we get into the warm and fuzzy family stuff... Uh, When I went away to college, my sister got my old bedroom. Because my old bedroom had its own bathroom, and my sister's bedroom didn't have its own bathroom and I didn't know that that change was happening so I didn't make changes or adjustments meaning I had a gay porn stash at 18 back when it wasn't just I didn't have a computer at 18 actually I was a I'm a dinosaur so I had actually like physical magazines and videos that my sister found who was a lot younger than me and then she told my mom and we never had a conversation about that but i but i knew that it ended up happening <laughs> so yeah that's another thing about latino families like there's a lot of like it's, like it's like that old military policy don't ask don't tell which we're all very familiar with because of last week's episode with military veteran andres hernandez but eventually the personal don't ask don't tell was overturned and perez decided it was time to officially come out to his mom um and i remember the conversation vividly it happened in a car in her car I don't know why a lot of important conversations happen in cars. Maybe because it's just like some safe space and it takes you out of the environment that you're at, your home or wherever. And I told her, mom, I'm gay. And then her response to me was, well, you're my son and I love you no matter what, because you're my son and I have to love you, which stung a little at the time, but in hindsight was really progressive for her cultural 
background and her religious upbringing and the society we were in at the time and everything, you know, I would have loved it if she said, you're my son and I choose to love you and I love you no matter what, but she didn't, she didn't cast me aside. She didn't reject me. She didn't abandon me, which, you know, in the nineties that was still happening, especially in communities of, of, of minorities, you know, Latinos, black communities, very religious communities. I think in her mind, there was a lot of fear, you know, fear that I'd get AIDS fear maybe that I would never settle down, fear that I wouldn't have kids. And thankfully, at least two of those three ended up not happening. Thankfully, I don't have AIDS and I did have kids, but I'm still very single, so hey. (laughs) I don't know if you've gotten the message yet, but family is the number one thing on Perez Hilton's mind. It's... It's the most. It's what I tell my kids every day when I drive them to school. We go over our eight family tenants, the eight most important things in life, and number one is family. I'm trying to program them. You know, like they're like they're like animals. They're like dogs. If hopefully, if you train them the right way, they'll end up, you know, not like not like exactly how you may want them per se, because they're still their own people. But they will hopefully have the core values that you instilled in them. So yeah, family is number one. And then number two is to work very hard. So like, you know, I love my kids and support them no matter what, dot, dot, dot. There's only one thing my kids could do that I would not support or approve or, I mean, I'll always love them, of course, but I just would not, will not tolerate my children being lazy in anything that they do. So, you know, I, I, I definitely model a a killer work ethic and I, and I'll support them in whatever they want to do, but you, you have to, you have to work hard. And that's just because that's what, that's what life has taught me. It's so cliched. It's such, it's such a trite expression, but Hard work does pay off. I do believe that. Life has taught me that. So number two is work very hard. Number three is listen. Number four is don't lie. Number five is be healthy. Number six is gratitude. Number seven is have fun. And number eight is breathe. So I feel like with those tools, my kids can be successful in any situation throughout the rest of their life. We can't have an interview with Perez Hilton on a podcast about pride without addressing something pretty major. And that is the fact that most queer people, and especially gay men, are not Perez Hilton fans. I know. I'm not even going to say I think. I know that the majority of gay men do not like me. And that's for a variety of reasons. One for purely shallow reasons. If I was extremely good looking, even if I was quote awful, if I was supermodel hot, I could get away with a lot more. And you know, I'm sure the same applies to women as well. If you're a super gorgeous woman, you can get away with a lot more, but I'm not super hot. And that works against me a lot in the gay community. Pretty privilege, noted. Not only if I was better looking, would my relationship with gay men be different, but if, and I just, 
and it, you could just you could you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Let's say all of a sudden tomorrow, and I'm very well aware of what that has to be. But let's say tomorrow I'm on a talk show, either a panel talk show or my own solo talk show, or I'm on a sitcom. And if the talk show or the sitcom all of a sudden becomes a huge hit, and I'm not just talking if it does okay, if it becomes a huge hit, then all of a sudden gay men's relationship with me is going to change. And it'll be a lot easier to be dating again because I'm quote unquote hot or extremely successful. Lack of extreme success. I get that. Uh, Another reason is because a lot of gay men don't like what I do for a living. They, They look down upon it. There's different elements at play. It could be elitism. It could be they're embarrassed by me. They don't want me speaking for the gay community. Like I'm some spokesperson for the gay community, which I'm not. I'm just being me and doing me. Bad spokesperson for the community. Not wrong. There's also probably some gay men who remember my past when I used to out other gay men, which I don't do anymore. And I regret and I wish I could go back in time and not have done that. So I acknowledge that. Outing is not cool. Glad to hear it addressed. There's also other gay men who probably are big fans of maybe a certain diva or two or three that I've had a falling out with, and therefore they're going to pick sides. Conflicting loyalties. Interesting. Maybe there's there's, there's also some internalized homo... There's some self-hate going on, like... There's some gay men who think I'm too gay. Like if I post a silly video of myself dancing, gay men will leave me the most homophobic, hateful comments. Like electric chair, or this is what I see when I have sleep paralysis, or I want to pour bleach into my eyes, and so on and so forth. And I could keep going, but I've just given you a ton of reasons why most gay men don't like me and I have and I own it and I accept it and um, I know that most of it is my own doing self-reflection I like it but I do remain hopeful and optimistic that love is out there for me and I know that I am a good man I know that I'm a great partner I have been in the relationships that I've been in and I'm just gonna wait and that person who's really strong, who will who will be able to weather the judgment and persecution of even his own friends for dating me um, and get to know the real me, uh, I, I'm somebody who is kind, loving, a great, thoughtful, considerate, loyal partner and and I'm and I'm and I'm excited for that to happen when it happens, if it happens. And I also, am comfortable with the possibility of that never happening. That's fine. I live a full life. I've got kids that adore me and I adore them. I've got 500 jobs that I love. You know, I, I'm, I'm not perfect and I still make mistakes, but I think I've grown and matured and I, and I, I, I do better and I'm constantly trying to do better. 
In a minute, what the future holds for Perez, plus failures from the past and a quote from a previous interview borrowed and bedazzled on Pride. So, um, what are you working on right now? In addition to all of these, you know, you have a lot going on, but is there anything that you want to talk about right now that you are in the process of working on? Well, in addition to my two YouTube channels and my podcast, I'm also working on a book, which it's just like everything else in showbiz. I'm working on a book and I'm working on three potential TV deals. I've been around the block long enough to know that of all those four things, None of them may end up happening, but I just pray to God that one of the four ends up happening. Um, you know, out of the three TV opportunities, one seems very promising. So fingers crossed. And hopefully the book can happen as well. Some people like to keep hidden their failures, but not me. I, I, failed consistently repeatedly throughout my career and frankly a lot of people still consider me just one big failure <laughs> but hey 15 years later i'm still here and i'm chatting with you so thank you for the opportunity to maybe be understood better or just have whatever negative perceptions people have of me reinforced i don't know it could be one way or the other um but i'm still here i'm still doing what i love i'm still able to make a living and um having fun along the way but but yeah i don't know i would love for this book to happen because last year i tried to sell a book that didn't happen <laughs> so i you know I, I, that that goes back to what i said like i'm not a quitter i just believe in hard work okay uh, last year's book on health and wellness and fitness didn't work out which i was very passionate about this year, I'm working a book that's, let's say, a little more scandalous, uh, a memoir, autobiography that'll have a lot of juicy celebrity stories in it. And hopefully that that will get some bites. Um, but if none of that happens, you know, I'm just going to keep going. Last November, Justin Moran interviewed Perez for Paper Magazine. The article ended with a quote that when something like... I know this is going to piss a lot of people off, but I'm always going to have a career. I'm always going to work. I'm always going to be around because I'm Perez Hilton. And not to toot my own horn, but I'm a fucking icon. <laughs> That's the first time I cursed. But just to make a statement, I don't really take myself that seriously. I don't really think my shit don't stink. My shit stinks. I'm very well aware of it. But I also know I do have talents. I am good on radio. I'm good on my podcast. I'm good on television. You can take me out of the context of what I do. And I work live. I work in many different ways. I've also done a lot of acting recently. I Tomorrow, I'm going to go and work on a song <laughs> just for shits and giggles. I'm releasing a song, hopefully. I think it'll happen. The, the, the guy's a legit songwriter-producer who hit me up. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's do that. Um, so yeah, I feel blessed. I feel blessed and, and, you know, accepting of my baggage. Everybody has baggage. Mine is just maybe more public and heavier than a lot of other people's. How do you feel about Perez Hilton now? 
Still love him? Still hate him? Has he redeemed himself? If you want to keep up with him out of support or out of anger, there are a lot of different mediums to get your fix. Check out PerezSultan.com every day uh, because I think people are having information overload in this day and age. There's just so much social media and I still believe my website is important, even more important than ever because it could be your one-stop destination for everything pop culture. That includes politics and current events and silliness and wackiness. And if that's even overwhelming for you, I launched a, a, a newsletter this year so you can get it all directly to your inbox, Pereznewsletter.com. Sign up. Obviously, everybody listening to your show likes podcasts. You could check out mine, the Perez Hilton Podcast with Chris Booker on Apple Podcasts or directly at PerezPodcast.com. We talk about everything pop culture. But what's great about it is that usually on podcasts, you if you have a co-host, it's somebody who is a like-minded individual talking about your shared common interests. Well, my podcast co-host is this straight dude from West Virginia, and we disagree about everything, basically, which makes for really compelling content. So you can listen to the Perez Hilton Podcast Chris Booker on Apple Podcasts or directly at PerezPodcast.com. I've got my pop, my pop culture YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Perez Hilton, where I do daily recap videos. And then I've got a family and personal channel, which, shocking, crazily, my, my pop culture channel on YouTube has hundreds of thousands of subscribers. But my family channel with less than 50,000 subscribers gets more views. Family content does really well on YouTube. And I also talk about wellness on there, uh, dating or lack of dating. I talk about you know anything that I may be going through just personally. And of course, I'm on every single freaking social media platform, myself and the website. I'm the Perez Hilton and the website's Perez Hilton. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and TikTok. And I'm obsessed with TikTok. I'm, are you on TikTok? I am. I just need to get better at it. Well, I'm on there too. Follow me. I'm, I'm at Perez Hilton on there. That's the only one where it's I'm using my at Perez Hilton one. Everyone else, I'm on the Perez Hilton. I love it. I love it because what's different about it is it really makes everybody almost equal. Like on the Discover page, I get fed, quote, non-celebs just as much as I do the celebs that I follow on TikTok. And I love that. And it, and it really inspires people to be creative and create content. It's super fun. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the okay boomer on there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala. 
Well, you got to be active on TikTok. Instagram is dying. <sighs> Don't say that. 